On this week's Trivia Night, we parachute behind enemy lines to bring you 15 explosive trivia questions about famous war movies. Drop and give me 15 trivia heads, because we're storming the beaches of the internet with an all-new episode of Trivia Night, the best trivia show on the planet, and the only show you need to test your knowledge on all the facts that's fit to print. Whether you're saving Private Ryan, or just saving all my love for you, any topic you need, we have got you covered. Each week, those trivia bullets fly fast and free, just aiming to strike through the fleshy part of your cerebral cortex. I am your host, Philip Tricky, and I'm coming to you from Trivia Night World Headquarters in Dayton, Ohio, home of the Liberty Tower, whose code name during World War II was Dog Easy 77. Down, boy. We've got brand new episodes for you each and every week featuring guaranteed 100% original trivia. Stick with us, because our knowledgeable brand of basic training can turn any private first class into an officer and a gentleman. On this week's episode, Smell that? That's trivia, son. Nothing else in the world smells like that. I love the smell of trivia in the morning. You know, one time I podcasted for 12 hours. When it was all over, I couldn't find one stinking winner in that whole show. But that smell, that trivia smell, smells like victory. In honor of the annual Veterans Day holiday, we're firing off a 15-question trivia gun salute featuring famous military and war movies. It's time to get your platoon together, because we've got all the latest and greatest standard military-issue trivia. I'm talking 7.62mm full metal trivia. So buckle up, campers, because it's bombs away with military movies trivia on Trivia Night. Trivia Night is brought to you by and created with Crowdpur. Add fun to your events with awesome trivia, leaderboards, and live streaming. Get instant access to our basic plan and create a cool event for up to 20 participants, all for free. So if you want to host your own game just like this, check out crowdper.com after the episode. While you wander the French countryside in search of a baby-faced Matt Damon, I'm going to lay down some cover fire trivia ground rules. I've got 15 questions in a variety of formats, some multiple choice questions, some type in text questions without answer options, and some drag and drop order questions where you just have to put answers in the correct order. And if you'd like to see for yourself the awesome features included with all of our trivia games, features like videos, GIFs, fun facts, and more, just go to trivianight.live slash J-P-F-L-G. That's trivianight.live slash J-P-F-L-G to play along to this game on any device, right from Crowdpur. You can also find a link to this game in the episode description. Now it's time to strap on your boots, make sure you've got some MREs, and I will see you on the beach. Let's play! All right, I am ready to start dropping some trivia bombs here on War Movies Trivia. So here we go with question one. Which classical composer's Ride of the Valkyries scores the iconic helicopter strike sequence in Apocalypse Now? Is it A, Gustav Mahler, B, Richard Wagner, C, Franz Liszt, or D, Johann Sebastian Bach? 
A. Gustav Mahler. B. Richard Wagner. C. Franz Liszt. Or D. Johann Sebastian Bach. Whose Ride of the Valkyries scores the iconic helicopter sequence in Apocalypse Now? And the answer is... B. It's Richard Wagner. Ride of the Valkyries is perhaps the best-known sequence from Richard Wagner's epic four-opera Ring Cycle, which he composed between 1848 and 1874. But most astute Looney Tunes watchers know it as... Kill the wabbit, kill the wabbit, kill the wabbit. Moving on to question two. Which of these military comedies does not feature George Clooney? Is it A, Three Kings, B, The Monuments Men, C, The Men Who Stare at Goats, or D, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot? A, Three Kings, B, The Monuments Men, C, The Men Who Stare at Goats, or D, Whiskey, Tango, Foxtrot. Which of these military comedies does not feature handsome man George Clooney? The correct answer is... D. It's Whiskey, Tango, Foxtrot. George Clooney has appeared in a bunch of war-related movies, both comedic and dramatic, but he does not appear in the 2016 Afghanistan-set dramedy Whiskey, Tango, Foxtrot. That stars that classic military actress Tina Fey. Moving on to question three. Now, question three is a type in text. I'm not giving you any answer options, so you're going to have to dig deep, deep down into your military-issued duffel bag to find the answer to this. So here we go with a type in text question three. As of 2023, actor Liam Neeson's lone Oscar nomination is for his role as blank Schindler in 1993's Schindler's List. Again, the question is, as of 2023, Actor Liam Neeson's lone Oscar nomination is for his role as Blank Schindler in 1993's Schindler's List. I'm looking for the first name of Mr. Schindler from Schindler's List, and the correct answer is... Oscar. It's Oscar Schindler. Now, Liam Neeson was relatively unknown stateside in 1993, and he beat out several Hollywood legends such as Warren Beatty, and Kevin Costner to play Oscar Schindler in Schindler's List. I can't even imagine what Schindler's List would have been like with Kevin Costner as Oscar Schindler. That is a whole different, that's an MCU timeline right there just waiting to be explored. MCU, I know you guys are looking for new ideas lately because your movies have not been so great, so there you go. Congratulations, you're welcome. Question four. In what European country did Stanley Kubrick film his 1987 Vietnam War epic, Full Metal Jacket? Is it A, France, B, Italy, C, England, or D, Belgium? A, France, B, Italy, C, England, or D, Belgium? Which of these European countries stands in for Vietnam in Full Metal Jacket? The correct answer is C. It's England. Kubrick was notoriously shy of traveling. He did not like to fly, so he filmed tons of his movies in England. I think The Shining was filmed in England. I know that Eyes Wide Shut was filmed in England, even though The Shining was set in Colorado and Eyes Wide Shut was set in New York. And of course, Full Metal Jacket was set partially in the United States and partially in Vietnam, but he filmed the entire thing in England. Doesn't matter. 
That movie rules. Stanley Kubrick, one of the greatest of all time. Question five. Which Beatle stars in the 1967 World War II comedy, How I Won the War? Was it A, John Lennon, B, Paul McCartney, C, George Harrison, or D, Ringo Starr? A, John Lennon, B, Paul McCartney, C, George Harrison, or D, Ringo Starr? Which one of these Beatles starred in the 1967 World War II comedy, How I Won the War? The correct answer is A, John Lennon. 1967's How I Won the War was John Lennon's only non-musical feature film role. Obviously, you know, he sings in Help, he sings in Can't Buy Me Love. Is that, wait, not Can't Buy Me Love, that's a Patrick Dempsey movie. Hard Day's Night, there it is. That's the one I was thinking of. I got there eventually. Question six. Which of these World War II epics did not win the Academy Award for Best Picture? Was it A, From Here to Eternity, B, Patton, C, Saving Private Ryan, or D, The Bridge on the River Kwai? A, From Here to Eternity, B, Patton, C, Saving Private Ryan, or D, The Bridge on the River Kwai? Which of these World War II epics did not win the Best Picture Academy Award? The correct answer is... C, it's Saving Private Ryan, if you can believe it. Yeah, that movie got beat by Shakespeare in Love. It pains me every time I have to say it. Steven Spielberg got himself his second Oscar for Best Director, but Saving Private Ryan lost to Shakespeare in Love. The most rewatchable movie of all time. Here we go with question seven. Now question seven is a drag and drop order question. I'm gonna read the question give you four answer options, and you just need to put these in the correct order. So here we go with a drag and drop order, question seven. List these war movies from Academy Award winning director Oliver Stone in the order in which they were released. And your movies are Born on the Fourth of July, Platoon, Heaven and Earth, and Salvador. Again, your movies are Born on the Fourth of July, Platoon, Heaven and Earth, and Salvador. Put those in the correct order. I'm looking for the chronological order of these Oliver Stone war movies. And the correct order is Salvador, Platoon, Born on the Fourth of July, and Heaven and Earth. Salvador was Oliver Stone's directorial debut that came out in 1986. Actually came out the same year as Platoon, which came out in late 1986. Born on the 4th of July came out in 1989, and Heaven and Earth came in 1993. I know that Platoon, Born on the 4th of July, and Heaven and Earth are all considered part of a Vietnam trilogy. Question 8. Which veteran of 1979's Apocalypse Now plays Confederate General Robert E. Lee in 1993's Gettysburg? Is it A. Robert Duvall B. Harrison Ford C. Dennis Hopper or D, Martin Sheen. A, Robert Duvall. B, Harrison Ford. C, Dennis Hopper. Or D, Martin Sheen. Which of these veterans from Apocalypse Now plays Robert E. Lee in 1993's Gettysburg? The correct answer is D. It's Dayton, Ohio's very own Mr. Martin Sheen. Yeah, he's no stranger to war movies or to portraying historical figures. And Martin Sheen combines the two as General Robert E. Lee in the four-hour Civil War epic Gettysburg. 
remember going to see Gettysburg in the theater in 1993. It was the first time I ever went to a movie that had an intermission. Let's keep it going here with question nine. Which of these languages does Christoph Waltz's Colonel Hans Landa not speak in Inglorious Bastards? Is it A, Spanish, B, Italian, C, German, or D, French? A, Spanish, B, Italian, C, German, or D, French? Which of these languages does Christoph Waltz not speak in Inglorious Bastards? The correct answer is A. Spanish. No habla espanol and inglorious bastards. Yeah, Christoph Waltz, he speaks fluent German, French, and English, and in his own words, he says he fakes his way through Italian, but he does not speak Spanish in 2009's Inglorious Bastards. Question 10. What popular 1960s folk rocker made his feature film debut in 1970s war satire Catch-22? Was it A, Chris Christopherson, B, James Taylor, C, Art Garfunkel, or D, David Crosby? A, Chris Christopherson, B, James Taylor, C, Art Garfunkel, or D, David Crosby? Which one of these folk rockers made his feature film debut in Catch-22 in 1970? The correct answer is... C. Art Garfunkel. Here's a little fun fact about Catch-22. Art Garfunkel's songwriting partner, Paul Simon, shot scenes for Catch-22, but he did not make the final cut of the movie. Oh man, I bet that felt so good for Garfunkel. He has been... A punchline for so long and I bet oh that felt so good that Garfunkel made it and Simon did not I bet he still dines out on that information I would I would never stop talking about it now before I lay down a thin red line with the final five questions of trivia night if you're enjoying this and you want to host your own live trivia show check out crowdper.com which makes all of this trivia action happen you can pick from our library of over 1,500 completely original trivia games, or you can write your own. Add fun answer images, supplemental videos and GIFs, and detailed question notes. Share the link to your game with your crowd and host live in person or with real-time streaming. There's even a free forever basic plan to get started. So add some fun to your next live, virtual, or hybrid event with CrowdPerk. And we are back with the final five bombs on war movie trivia on Trivia Night. So let's start dropping these last five with question 11. Which of these Wes Anderson regulars gets trapped behind enemy lines in the 2001 film of the same name? Was it A, Luke Wilson, B, Owen Wilson, C, Jason Schwartzman, or D, Adrian Brody? A, Luke Wilson, B, Owen Wilson, C, Jason Schwartzman, or D, Adrian Brody. Which of these Wes Anderson guys gets trapped behind enemy lines in the 2001 film of the same name? The correct answer is B, it's Owen Wilson. And although that film was critically reviled, Behind Enemy Lines, which co-starred his Royal Tenenbaums co-star Gene Hackman, it was so successful at the box office that it spawned three direct-to-video sequels, of which I have seen none. I do know that he improvised the line, wind's kicking up a gale today, which he stole directly from his performance in The Royal Tenenbaums. 
There's your little Wes Anderson meets the military crossover that we've all been dying for. Question 12. What is Steve McQueen's POW nickname in the classic 1963 World War II flick, The Great Escape? Is it A, The Scrounger, B, The Forger, C, Tunnel King, or D, The Cooler King? A, The Scrounger, B, The Forger, C, The Tunnel King, or D, The Cooler King? Which of these is Steve McQueen's nickname in The Great Escape? The correct answer is... D. Steve McQueen was the Cooler King. He got that nickname because he spends a lot of time in solitary confinement, aka the Cooler. But he busts out, jumps a motorcycle over some barbed wire, does all sorts of cool stuff. Steve McQueen, the epitome of cool in the 1960s and 70s. I mean, he's still the epitome of cool. If you don't know who Steve McQueen is, Google him. Immediately, you can see. One of the coolest dudes ever. Question 13. Who is the only actor to appear in both the film and television versions of the Korean War comedy, MASH? Is it A, Alan Alda, B, Gary Berghoff, C, Loretta Swit, or D, Harry Morgan? A, Alan Alda, B, Gary Berghoff, C, Loretta Swit, or D, Harry Morgan? Which of these actors was the only one to appear in both the film and TV versions of M.A.S.H.? The correct answer is... B. It's Gary Berghoff. He played Walter Radar O'Reilly, and he was the only actor to appear in the 1970 film M.A.S.H., as well as its subsequent series adaptation, which ran from 1972 to 1983. And, if you can believe it or not, the 1983 series finale of M.A.S.H. is still the most watched episode of a scripted television series in U.S. history. Of course, that was back when we only had like three channels. There was not a lot to choose from. So everybody just tuned into MASH. MASH bringing us all together, gathered around the television to watch the only thing that was on. Question 14. What award-winning 1980s Vietnam film features a performance from Living Color singer Corey Glover? Was it A, Full Metal Jacket, B, Platoon, C, Born on the Fourth of July, or D, Hamburger Hill? A, Full Metal Jacket, B, Platoon, C, Born on the Fourth of July, or D, Hamburger Hill? Which of these 1980s Vietnam films features Corey Glover, the living color singer? You guys know living color. The cult of personality. Which of these films was he in? The correct answer is... B. He was in Platoon. Now, prior to breaking out as the lead singer of Living Color, who scored their, I think their only Billboard hit in 1988 with Cult of Personality, he co-starred in Oliver Stone's Oscar-winning Vietnam flick, Platoon. War is hell. But then again, so is podcasting. This is it, listeners. That final march up the hill. Some of you, well... I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Some of you might not make it out of here. To paraphrase General George Patton, I want you to remember that no bastard ever won a war by dying for his podcast. He won it by making the other poor dumb bastard die for his podcast. We've got just enough for one last trivia storm on the beach with question 15. 
Which popular 1980s rocker co-stars alongside Harvey Keitel and Matthew McConaughey in the 2000 German U-boat thriller U-571? Was it A, Sammy Hagar, B, Steven Tyler, C, John Bon Jovi, or D, Sebastian Bach? A, Sammy Hagar, B, Steven Tyler, C, John Bon Jovi, or D, Sebastian Bach? Which of these rockers spends time on a German U-boat in U-571 with Matthew McConaughey? The correct answer is C. It's John Bon Jovi. Yep, he's wanted dead or alive on that U-boat in U-571. Due to some historical inaccuracies, at the time, the British Prime Minister Tony Blair said that U-571 was an affront to British sailors. Ouch. John Bon Jovi getting dragged by Tony Blair. Woo! Haven't seen a political rock feud like that since Margaret Thatcher called David Lee Roth a Nancy boy. The horror. The horror. <coughs> ah, ah, I swallowed a bug. That is our show for the week. Please, please, please do me a favor. Rate and review this show on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. A five-star review really helps with podcast visibility, so I need some suppressing fire with those five stars. Pew, pew! Spotify listeners, check out the Q's and A's in the show notes. That is a direct order. Follow our March to the Sea on social media by tagging and following us on Instagram and Twitter. We are at CrowdPur, where you'll find daily updates, new trivia questions, and a whole lot more. And if you have a topic for a future episode of Trivia Night, shoot us a DM on social media because we would love to hear from you. Lastly, do check out CrowdPur.com to create and host your own live trivia show just like this. Thank you so much for listening and playing. My name is Philip Tricky, and join us right here next week for another brand new episode of Trivia Night.